Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. Another sports week is almost wrapped up, and we're headed into a weekend full of football, puck, basketball, and beyond. As always, seated behind the glass there, there's Eddie Spaghetti, and high on his perch, looking out over Hollywood, it's Kevin Hedge. What's the poop, fella? How you been? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm, uh, we, we trimmed a tree last night, oh, listening, nice. listening to Christmas songs. My nine-year-old is just literally jumping up and down. She was so excited uh, for Christmas. Um, obviously, season two of the Santa Claus season finale was last night. Uh, it's congratulations all- on that, by the way, and congratulations to all of us. Uh, let me let me uh, hype ourselves collectively a little bit. Fifteen-minute NFL pregame show, Week fourteen edition, coming at you at four p.m. Um, Eastern time. On Twitter, it will go live. But before that, look for it on YouTube at the Extra Points channel. We appreciate you watching one or both and subscribe to that YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter and all the rest of it and spread the good word. But back to you there, Hedge. Oh, and by the way, minus three great episode with our pal from the athletic Mark Kabali talking all things Steelers, the mess that that season has been so far. We'll talk about that a little bit more, too. But anyway, back to you, Hench. Yes, we finally wrapped up. I wasn't a part of the watch party at the house here with old Mo Damashek, who was with us for the last three weeks. But everybody else here loved this Squid Games reality show. But as soon as it ended, now we've turned the page to the Santa Clauses. And we took in episode one last night. And I kept watching and saying, like, "Ah, that sounds like a hench joke and so on and so forth. And it was delightful (laughs) to watch and cheer for it and all that stuff. So congratulations to you and uh, congratulations on trimming the tree. We, we, we beat you by a few days here at the house. We're all set up here. Um, Well, it's funny, you you know, mentioned Hollywood. Uh, I'm always way behind on what I'm supposed to be watching and, Mm. and have to hear it from, from more knowledgeable students. But so I got this recommendation from my buddy Chris Garcia, very funny comic and writer. He's like, you got to watch this Love Has Won, the Cult of Mother God documentary Mm. on HBO. Uh, And by the way, I appreciate that you still say Twitter and I'm going to keep saying HBO because, you know, when the world's dumbest geniuses come up with a marketing idea like, yeah, uh, X sucks. So we're going to call it Twitter. We're going to save you from your idiotic idea, dum-dum. And it's not a fluke that I call the Baltimore Ravens the Baltimore Purples because I'm a man of justice. They're the Browns, everybody. Let's stop pretending. It's like, hey, man, we built this brand on the Sopranos and the Wire and Game of Thrones. Yeah, let's flush all that down the toilet. It's like, so true. Why? It's like we had to wash the stink of stewardess off. It had a bad connotation, so we had to advance it by changing it to flight attendant. Secretary was demeaning, so now it's an assistant. What is the call for change here? Why did we need to move on from HBO? Because they paid a marketing company a million dollars to come up with a syllable. Um, so on HBO... There's a documentary about another cult and Heather and I can't get enough of the cults. Like it is just so fun, but Neither can time, America. Yeah. Every time you think you've, you know, you've, you've definitely reached the bottom of the stupid barrel when these, these, these morons are playing volleyball with Keith Ranieri at midnight 
in Albany. You're like, oh, <laughs> these are the dumbest people on the planet. And then you oh, you watch that one, too. I love that one. That one was great. And then you watch the QAnon documentary. And you're like, obviously, the, these mutant inbred piglets with cloven hooves, like it doesn't get any dumber than these people. No, no way. No. Oh, how. the people who are leaving for space and wore well, their Nikes. They're, they're, yeah. The hell bop. The, the the love the love has won mother of god cult is much more in the ascendance we're going to mm. take the spaceships we're going to take the spaceships to the to the next dimension but it is it is funnier i don't care i don't care who your your favorite comedian is dave chappelle ricky gervais you know matt reif kevin hart uh this is the funniest thing on TV. These people are so dumb and so delusional, but they, they've built this whole like world where Robin Williams is a first admiral in their Sea Org. Uh, and so they keep talking about Robin Williams is this poor son of a can't rest in peace because he's being dragged into the lunacy uh, of this of this cult uh, as a co-conspirator. So anyway, Heather and I are just you're just laughing the entire time. I mean, it's sad, obviously, um, but uh, it, it is yeah. The that that stupid barrel has no bottom, man. It is amazing. Like you you look at these grifts and you're like, how did they get one person to fall for it? I don't understand. Like, how, what do you, you've you've built a business around this grift? I get it. You know, listen, we should do a deep dive. I, you know what? We could do this for the next three hours. You well, and me. we should do not just a deep dive, but like some like we want to build this podcast, man. We got to tap into the dum-dums like we we got to have some search engine optimization. Well, how we different is a cult than a, a, a fan base that it's an affront anytime somebody takes to Twitter or whatever it's called now, or uh, or TV to say, I don't think your team's good. And people get so offended by a person's opinion. That is cult-like. How dare yeah. you speak ill of my brand is the, is the same basic reaction that I know, it's hysterical. the cult, right? It is hysterical. Uh, it's like, but they but do suck, right? Saying, but like, so what, like, so we say, you know, the, the NFL officials are terrible. Yes. And then, and then everybody agrees because they have vision. They have mm. a television set. So they know that's true, but we need to go like, I saw a guy who looked a lot like Sean Hockley going into Comet Pizza. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying like people are so stupid that uh -huh. you just give them any strand of like, I, you know, those refs, they're triple vaxxed. That's why they can't get the call right. <laughs> Like I was like, I think the one ref is John F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. I, I I'd uh, raise my right hand and He's swear on back. it. Oh my God! All it's right, listen, get into it. Goat and goat, the range, the full range of the greatest right. well, and the worst in sports this week. Uh, Jump into it, it here. It's old news for our our, our diehard listeners who've been who've been suffering. Wait, uh, are we doing it again? You're gonna go zebras here. No, no, no. Uh, oh, okay, but but I will go with the big the big football bad go to the week is obviously the college football playoff selection committee. Um, We've been waiting on your opinion. Yeah, here on well, the show. we me and Spaghetti went back and forth, but good about it on Monday's episode. Go back and listen to that. Uh, well, you're okay. you're gonna get it. Okay, let's uh, hear it. So, okay, 
when when somebody brings one of these like uh you know ready-made built for um the right-wing supreme court cases to the right-wing supreme court they're not like worried how is samuel alito going to rule on this dobbs case do we think he's going to be you know pro woman or anti-woman like that's the whole point of why the federalist society stacks the court so there are there is no judicial review that the court is a purely political entity with and no matter where you stand on abortion rights on women's right to choose reproductive rights don't pretend that Samuel Alito did a deep dive into the constitutionality of Roe v Wade he knows what he wants he's got his decision he's already made it which is that women should not have the right to choose that's what he believes so now he just tries to backfill his decision with a bunch of legal gobbledygook from the 1671 Matthew Hale in England wrote, you're like, oh, 1671, great year for women. I'm sure they were kicking ass in 1671. <laughs> so whatever, you're a right-wing hack, you're an ideologue, you, you bought and paid for by Harlan Crow. We know how you're gonna rule. You're gonna rule, we know, we know how you're gonna rule on every case because there is no judicial review when the court has become a purely political animal. So please don't write a long opinion citing Matthew Hale. Just write red rum a million times and then give your decision, right? So what the what the playoff selection committee does is they go, we know our answer is Alabama. We know the answer is always Alabama. It's always going to be Alabama. That's that's the answer because we are ideologues who don't actually go through a fair process. We need to we need to come in with our answer, which is Alabama, and then backfill it with bogus rationale. Matthew Hale in 1671 was great at rushing the passer, whatever. It's nonsense. So we all knew going in, Florida State's going to get screwed. If Alabama wins this game, they're going to they're going to choose Alabama. So then but then the rationale but let me just say, I told you so. I told you that was going to happen. We all knew it because we know the fix is in, just like when any case about- Oh, no. Subject. There were a lot of people who argued with me about this. Oh, no. They would not leave a of power course, five undefeated now. They're going to choose Alabama. So so then, they, so what's the rationale, right? They go, well, um, Florida State has this quarterback issue. Well, Alabama had quarterback issues this year, and uh, and, and it actually cost them a game. They actually hmm. lost a game um, on the field and and should have lost another game to a terrible Auburn team that went three and five in conference. And and so they really lost one point nine games. But but you say, well, well no, 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 it, it's not about what happens on the field while we're dismissing Florida State. So this is again, this is these are the ideologues who need to come up with the answer is Alabama. Okay, it's not really about the fact that Florida State ran the table or about the fact that the Florida State defense dominated a Louisville offense that Spaghetti and I watched destroy Notre Dame. Like the Louisville offense, 31, 38, 35, 31. Watch, look at the last month of numbers. Louisville, Florida State shuts them down. Doesn't matter. It's not about what happens on the field, according to the committee. I get it, but I have to interrupt you to insert this, this fact. 
Louisville lost to Pitt this year. Continue. All right. Don't don't. Well, that's a bad loss. Well, whatever. Florida State beat a top ten team by double digits. Okay. Uh, you know, in, in the title game. Okay. So, so they say it's not really about what happened on the field. It's about who are the best four teams. Oh, okay. So, so you're you're going with the best four teams. Well, if Georgia and Alabama played this weekend, who would be favored by six? Georgia, right? So you're so so put the best four teams in. So Georgia's in the college football playoff. Oh no 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 no! Because when we go to when we go to choosing Alabama over Georgia, well then it is what happened on the field. That's this is the criteria when we're choosing Alabama over Georgia. It's what happened on the field. So if it's if it if we're getting rid of Florida State, what happened on the field is immaterial. It's about which one of your players is on crutches. If we're getting rid of Georgia, it's what happened on the field. And so it's like it's so disingenuous. It's so dishonest. And it's like, right, you you looked at the Goodwill hunting uh, blackboard of six blackboards of mathematical equation. You wrote Alabama in the bottom right hand corner of the blackboard because that's your answer. And then you came up with a bunch of equations and gobbledygook that is is completely contrary when you look at Georgia and Florida State. And you just said, yeah, whatever. Our, our answer is Alabama. We don't think women should have the right to choose. F off. Who cares? Like, it's like, it's it's so offensive when you know going in that there is no uh, honesty in the process. Yeah, you're going to come up with the answer is Alabama. And you're, you are you don't want to have to get yelled at by Nick Saban. And so, so here we go. Now, and then, <laughs> and then, of course, Georgia will whip Florida State. Right. And they'll, go, they'll go, well, thank God they weren't in the college football playoff, right? You go, yeah. But Georgia could like Georgia could have been. And then and then I can't believe I have to root for Jim Harbaugh. This is this is this is really reduced to me. Great rant legitimately. And, you know, I agree philosophically with a lot of it. But so much of this has to do with the fact that there are only four teams allowed into this playoff, which, again, ironically, as I keep saying, it was a, an attempt to fix the BCS, which was an attempt to fix 20th century polls and everything. But if you go way back to the 20th century, that would have solved all this hash. And so, too, would the BCS, because you would have had Washington and Michigan. And really, I know Florida State people would still be belly aching, but you know that Jordan Travis wouldn't uh, hold, wouldn't hold up. Uh, or a Jordan Travis lists Florida State team wouldn't hold up against Washington or Michigan, which leads me to this point. You reference a movie, Goodwill Hunting. And again, I have fought for Utah and Boise State and Cincinnati and all these teams to get in. If they're unblemished and they're in the same division, it doesn't make any sense to say, yeah, we know they're it, division one, but come on, they're not really as good as the power five teams. I'm like, well, then you got to blow up the system which now they have. So next year, it presumably will be much better. But what I will say is thought experiment. And my example keeps being like, you can change the third act here of this college football season because you know, like the, you, everybody saw that shot of the committee watching the games last Saturday, right? They're all gathered around. They were sitting there like fans do and watching the game. And I'm sure it dawned on them man, we can't send Jordan, uh, uh, this Florida State team. This is just not entertaining. We have an available fix here for us named Alabama. We're going to send them because it's going to be a more entertaining thing. We're we're tasked with 
the best teams or the most deserving teams and everything else. We're also tasked with creating the most entertaining TV show. That's the conflict, right? And so they chose the more entertaining four teams. I, I mean, isn't that the answer? I mean, it's well, pretty straightforward. Like, look, it, it, you know, what, did you think 300 was entertaining? It's like, yeah, like that Florida State defense, they're like, hey, man, our offense hmm. can't get a first down and we have to win this game. Um, it, it's heroic. You know, it's like, yeah. Xerxes has 500,000 troops and you're going to carry the day with 300. Like that's, you know, what's entertainment. I mean, I just think that, you know, the Florida state had every excuse to drop a game down the stretch, right? Every, and they just didn't let it happen. And that, that has to mean something. I, I mean, I, I my don't example know. is my recurring example is if Roger Goodell could have stepped in, had the Bears beaten the Packers in 2010 in the NFC title game, and the Steelers were waiting for soup for them in Super Bowl 45, and Caleb Haney was the only available Bears starting quarterback, Roger Goodell would step in and be like, let's go with Rodgers and the Packers. That's a better Super Bowl. If he had that power, right? I mean, that's what the NCAA did here. That's what the committee did. Well, that's that's how that you're making my point, which is like, that's how ridiculous it is to choose the team that lost over the team that didn't. Win, I agree. You know? I'm not disagreeing. So why, I'm just, I'm just, I have a playoff like at what, all. The just, head scratcher. How did they come up with this? That's how they chose the best TV show upcoming period. Which That's we, it. Which we knew going in is, was how it was going to go down. Um, I just, I just feel bad for those, those Florida state defensive players who just wrecked Louisville. I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just telling you that you could see this one coming a mile away. And I guess uh, what you're saying is you saw it coming too. Now you're yeah, still upset and, and about I it. I mean, and and they saw it coming. And by the way, you know, the committee watching the game was praying that Florida state didn't put up 30 because mm -hmm. they oh, yeah. wanted to choose Alabama. So they're like, I mean, you know what, you know, I was, I was all for BYU back when we were mere lads and they ran the table 13 and 0 and everyone was like, they're not in the top 20. It's like, they beat everybody they, you put in front of them. It's like, I just can't believe Florida state, uh, you know, and, and Florida state was some quality wins, like not a bunch of cupcakes and and uh i think i think that's the the point that stands out to me a great conversation on extra points this week already too with sarah tiana and martin weiss on exactly this subject but the the um the bummer for florida state is they did schedule lsu it's not it's not florida state's fault that lsu didn't have the banner season that everybody expected them to have and it is weird to ding uh, Florida State for who they didn't play or, or or LSU wasn't that good when Bama and Georgia benefit from the win over LSU when LSU wasn't that good. That That's the inequity. That's what's funny about it. And by the way, the thing that I think is the most, you're right, Georgia will beat Florida State unless, who knows, like the bowl games have no meaning anymore. I know it's a bummer, but I mean, why would you, if you're 21 and you think you have a shot at the NFL, why would you possibly go and play in a bowl game? You shouldn't is the answer. But Georgia, the the misperception that was started in, I don't know, March of 2023 is that, oh, Beck's been waiting for this shot for years. Stetson Bennett's gone. Look out. Georgia's going to roll again. Number one in the country again. Don't do that in July or August. It, it warps your brain as a human being. Georgia 
was maybe not that great. Maybe the SEC, just because it has been great for a decade, maybe it was a down year for that conference, whereas the Pac-12 had its best year ever, and the Big Ten was probably better than the SEC as well. That's where everything got sideways. Was Forget the Nick Saban part. He is the big figure of the SEC, but it's the SEC in general, and all those uh, guys, all those people in that committee understood that, and that's how they come up. You're exactly right. I mean, we're agreeing with each other is the but bottom if you, line. There. If you gathered the committee and you said to them the SEC was down this year, it would compute like when I tell my idiot golden retriever to be quiet. Like they would go, they, Maybe, wouldn't, right. know what, they wouldn't know what words the SEC had a down year this year. We don't even know what this means. The SEC is never down. The SEC is preeminent at all times. I mean, it is perfect that the Pac-12 was the best conference in football and college football has figured out how to commit ritual suicide uh, by by just detonating uh, a team, a conference that was so crazily deep it was insane. Well, here's what's what, what's what's interesting to me as well is, and you mentioned that Auburn play the the fourth and thirty one. Um, people are belly aching, and I and I've thrown them in. You want to blame somebody? Blame Auburn for letting that happen. But I do wonder if Auburn wins that game, Bama loses, and so then they go to the SEC title game. Still, do they show up for that one? Do they beat Georgia? Still there? And if they do beat Georgia, obviously Bama isn't going. Do they still send Georgia? No, they would have sent Florida State. So I do think the math works out that it was Auburn who you circled. Uh, is well, I'll, push back, I'll push back on that because uh, I'll just my my bad go for the week just as college football in its entirety. So um, part <laughs> of the reason why is I was going to ask you guys. I don't think the, the, the committee ranking FSU fifth to me is still a lie. I don't think they would have. I think if the if the playoff was five teams, let's just say, I, I still agree think, with this. I still think Georgia gets in. I think that if the playoff was six teams, I think oh. Ohio, I think Ohio State gets in because ah. I I just don't think they wanted to put a team in without a quarterback. And the thing too, they're getting penalized in the ACC title game. They started a true freshman, like Brock Glenn was a true freshman. He was their third string quarterback. It wasn't even Rodemaker who played versus um, the Gators uh, in that rivalry game. So it's like they're going to get back their second string quarterback. I know it's not Jordan Travis, but they're getting back their second string quarterback. But I don't think the committee could like they they're trying to make it seem better than what it is by leaving them number five. But I think that if they if they really had to make a decision between Florida State and Georgia, who was undefeated in the regular season, they put Georgia in and then Ohio State, then like, you know, was ranked number one, the best team. Uh, and then it took the final play. I mean, took the final play versus the best team in the country to lose. I still think Ohio State probably has they would have put them in uh, over Florida State as well. So I just think this whole thing is a lie. And it also makes the ACC like the ACC title game. Like, what is the point of having title games now? Like conference championships to me are so irrelevant, like let alone bowl games. But why are you even having conference championships? Well, they should be playoff games. And if you lose it, then you have lost any right. control of what ha- comes up. But it doesn't. That's why those those conference games but stink. They, they're, they're good yeah. in theory. They clearly don't value it though, because it's like you're saying, like check, like Louisville. You know, they they lost to to Pitt. It's like they don't value that victory over over Louisville with a third string quarterback. They don't like. Does it really matter? Like if Michigan lost to Iowa, 
they would have been knocked out essentially. But then it's like, if they beat them, it's like, oh yeah, you should have beat them. They're terrible. Like, I don't get the point of even having these games now. And then to make matters even worse, <clears throat> we're in a state. Well, I'll, now. Do, I'll do you one better. I, what I thought you were saying is Florida state is a lie at five, because if there were voter polls on it, they would be higher up. They wouldn't drop behind anybody. They would be third in the nation right now. Oh, worse. yeah. Oh, I'm I'm all holes. That's where they would be. I'm I'm all for I would have been fine with a bad game. I don't think I think Michigan, Florida State with Rodemaker is going to be a similar score to Michigan, Alabama. I don't I don't think Alabama is good. I've seen enough of Alabama. They lost their their big uh, out of conference matchup. They should have lost the game versus Auburn, the Iron Bowl, like struggle versus USF. Like they just not a good team. Um, I don't think Georgia was really tested either. The ACC when I think six and four versus like the SEC was under 500 versus the ACC this year. So like they're just not a good uh, it's not a good year for the SEC whatsoever. But it is the, the whole thing of Saban yelling at the committee. They want to get them in. Um, so I think I would have been fine with a Florida State backup quarterback Similar score versus Michigan. Like, yeah, probably not as a fun game, not having Saban scowl on the sidelines, but I'm fine with the boring game because you're doing what's right and you're still showing value in the conference championships. And so I hate that. And the last thing I'm going to say about why also it's my bad goat is because just look at the transfer portal now. Like, we're in this really bad state where until they shift to at least an eight-team, if not a 12-team playoff, which would have been a great year for it, um, you now have all these – like, we're talking about Ohio State. Like, McCord's gone. Like, we're Dylan Gabriel's gone. Like, all these quarterbacks are moving teams. You can't even keep track on who's playing where. It becomes, like, this free agency thing. And I'm for the NIL – um, but it's, it's, it's just a bad spot now where you have people now mocking the final four teams because they clearly, it's just a bunch of guys in a boardroom who decide who gets to play. And now you have this like semi-free agency thing going on where there's really no unity with the team and everything's changing constantly. And the conferences are all changed now. I just think we're in a really bad spot with college football. And then I think what the, what's going to happen is like Michigan is going to end up like winning the title and everyone's going to go, Oh, see, things are fine. The best team ended up winning anyway. And we're going to forget about this, but that's right exactly now, day, right. It's a, it's a really bad time. And I love college football. We're in, it's in a really bad spot right now. Everybody loves to do this thing. And everybody think Florida state fans think that everyone's on their side and everyone's going to remember this for all of time. They're not, but when those semifinal games kick off, everybody will be consumed by them. No one's going to be wringing their hands about poor Florida state. It will be all about those two matchups and then who survives those two in the title game. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesar's rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey. Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming. Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hench, how say you? You got a good goat for us? I do have a good goat. So it's been funny. You know, I think everybody, especially the uh, the mother God cult, everybody <laughs> everybody wants to believe they're more godlike and more, more powerful. Mm. And they're we're not just, you know, on a hamster wheel going into the abyss. Uh, but so I've been like, I'm realizing a certain amount of godlike powers myself because mm-hmm. a couple months ago, after the Niners destroyed the Cowboys, I was like, this team could go 17 and oh, and then they and then they lost three in a row. As it was pretty powerful, you know. Then, you know, Dak gacks it against the Eagles, first and goal at the six. And I'm like, I just declare this guy a loser. He's on, he's going to win MVP. Like he he has not he's not made a step wrong since I declared the guy's a bum. And so my good go to the week, I made the mistake of of saying the actual god shouldn't might not win the NHL MVP. And Connor McDavid McJesus is reminding me nightly that he's so far and away the greatest of all time, the great, the goat of all time, the good goat. Uh, He's got 16 points in his last five games as the Oilers have righted the ship. And, you know, these, he puts up numbers that we haven't seen since Gretzky, you know, and, 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 but in, in the modern NHL. And so, you know, a full apology to McJesus. Uh, You, you are the goat. I I'm, I'm sorry that I suggested that Jack Hughes might steal your MVP. Uh, it is yours and and will be until until you decide to share it. Okay, good one. It's nice when you're wrong to say you're wrong, like Jerry Orbach at the end so of Dirty wrong. Dancing, so and at, at the end of novels, we get all the answers. And everybody, maybe it's the college football influence and the polls, and they tell you what's going to happen as the season goes along. Here, I always do every week now my power rankings, which is uh, I'll reveal my methodology to you right now. 
I go on ESPN.com and then I go to the NFL page and then I go to the NFL standings page and then you can see them by division as is pretty traditional and then by conference, which shows you, you know, basically the playoff structure. Then I do league one through 32 based on record, how they rank out. And then those are my power rankings. And then I post them on social media and then people get very upset. What a homer you are. How can you have the Steelers there? Because that's what their record says they are. Like Bill Parcells said way back when. And that is a a minor example. You mentioned Dak is now certain to get the MVP. You feel that way. And the Niners are certainly the best team in football. That one I do agree with. But I do have to say, I know fantasy football regular season is wrapping up this weekend. Best wishes, unless you're playing my team Um, in those. By by the way, the cool cat spelled with two Ks. Juggernaut across the board. Some of my best uh, fantasy football of my life here. All my teams high end. Um, But can we slow our roll? College football regular season is already over. Soon, pro football will be over. Let's slow down, everybody. I want the football to slow down. But the declarations about what is, you don't know what's going to be because if the Eagles lose, remember, as we sat here a week ago, well, obviously the Eagles are the best team in football, right? They just whipped the Chiefs and Jalen Hurts never loses to any team with a winning record. And what this is a machine and they're bullying people with the tush push and all that. And then the Niners double them up in Philly. Point being... Week to week, we still have several weeks of even the regular season left to go. Let's enjoy it, shall we? Let's not make declarations about what is, because this is how you wind up in the mess that college football is in. Declarations before you even have the evidence to support your case. So let's slow down on that one. Now, the evidence is in. You said Connor McJesus is putting up numbers that we haven't seen. Now I'm shifting into bad goat. Well, I was already in bad goat. Uh, denouncing people who try to read the end of the novel track of where you're shifting i don't know power ranking well let's talk about shifting connor mcjesus hasn't put up numbers since gretzky that is factually incorrect because in between there was mario lemieux who then gave way to never heard of him him. well open your ears you bum listen to what i'm telling you there was lemieux and then came Sidney Crosby. And then soon after that, Crosby had uh, Gino Malkin and Chris Letang. And now they have Eric Carlson. And they have high-end goal scorer of the 21st century, Jake Gensel. What do those guys have in common? They all play on the same exact power play that hasn't scored a goal in 12 games. How can you have – I mean, do you understand the names I'm giving to you? I know what you, you say, Hench, all the time. No one cares about hockey. But even the most casual sports fan has heard of Sidney Crosby, right? Maybe not Malkin and Latang and Carlson and Gensel. But if you follow sports at all, you probably are kind of sort of aware of who those guys are. What they are is great offensive talents. Three of the names I just said are certainly going to the Hall of Fame first ballot – Four, maybe five of them will all wind up in the Hall of Fame. But between them, they cannot scratch out a single goal. I contend that you could put the five biggest bums. I don't care if they're defensemen. I don't care if you go dig up Rob Scuderi in in 2009 and and duplicate him five times and put that on the power play. They would fluke their way into a goal in 12 NHL games. How is it possible that this collection of talent, this is now exceeded. Understand now. This is like if Tom Brady had Randy Moss 
and Wes Welker on the field, and they never scored touchdowns. Game after game. And, and, and by the way, what? against the defense that had 10 guys on the field. That's the other part of it. You, I think you should tell our listeners that power play means the other team has fewer players on the ice. Okay, or, now you just did. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I don't have time to explain. What, what? Just exactly what in hell? I mean, I have talked about how does a, a baseball team that has Otani and Trout on it never sniff the playoffs? How does McJesus and Dreisaitl and all the other talent in Edmonton never get close to playing for a Stanley Cup? I'm going to say it now and call me hyperbolic and or histrionic. This is the most inexplicable mystery that I have seen in a quarter century of sports. The ineptitude of that collection of talent is beyond the ability to make sense of unless you can make sense of it for me. Well, I'm still working on developing my app, which you know how Shazam works? Yeah. Like Shazam, right? Like, you're like, oh, I love this song. What's it called? And you hold your phone up in the restaurant. And it's like, do you want to buy this song? So I know it was my fault this week because I mentioned Connor McDavid. But if you if if you're listening to a podcast and somebody says Connor McDavid or Mario Lemieux, that your podcast automatically fast forward seven minutes. And then it's like, oh, thank Christ, they're talking about Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> they're not still talking you about stink. the Penguins power play. Listen, it no. It stink as bad look, as the Penguins I mean, power look, play. I, look, I have a water cooler behind me right here, and it's such a water cooler moment. Penguins power play is what everyone's talking about at the office right now. Uh, you always got your finger. They can't, oh. Forget a goal. I'm gonna forget a goal. They can't get into the offensive zone. They can't skate the puck over the blue line with possession. I, listeners, I, 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 listeners, uh, there's three zones in hockey. So when he says, all like, right, there's listen, the neutral zone. I'm in pain, and this is how you react to it. I see. I see. You know what? It's good to know who you're your friends are when you're up Imagine against. Imagine the it. guy in Australia mowing his lawn. You think he's a huge <laughs> hockey fan? It's like, oh, good. I was going to say nice things about the Santa Clauses. The, the geriatric Penguins power play. Maybe Spaghetti, go back and because those those guys you mentioned are a combined 300 years old. All right, remove what I said at the top about the Santa Clauses. <laughs> Hench deserves no kind words at all. And instead, I'm going to talk about the state of holiday specials. I'll, I'll I'll save Rudolph for a later date. But I just want to say very quickly here and now, I've been, I, I've noticed as we, we listen to Christmas music, as soon as Halloween's over, I put it on. Um, I, 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 I tell her, I say, uh, Alexa, Start it up and don't stop until December 26th arrives. And I love the Christmas music. Oh, Walt, up. She heard me talking there. Not now, lady. Keep it down. Alexa, no music. Alexa, quiet down. Now she won't shut up. Now she's playing some techno Christmas song. You know who would upgrade your power play is Alexa Kovalev. <laughs> Alexa, stop music. Sweet Jesus. It's broad. Um, now, you're right. They they also need to put Blake Hinson out there. Did you see? I, I talk about something nobody's oh, talking no, about. I was just making a joke. I have you seen the pit 
uh, forward, where he's shooting the ball from. Hench. It is Henchy and how deep his threes. 35 foot, and he's pulling the trigger. He made 9 of 15 against West Virginia on uh, on Wednesday night. Anyway, moving along. This guy, Burl Ives. You know, he's he's the he's the songbird of songbirds when it comes to Christmas time. I it hit my ear a year or two ago, and it really stood out to me as like like somebody waits for you, kiss her once for me, and it's jolly and festive. But this is another example, much like Billy Ocean, uh, uh, get out of my dreams, get into my car, remove the melody and just read the words. And it's wildly inappropriate, if not a felony. Get out of my dreams and get into my car. Hey, Pearl Ives, somebody waits for you. Kiss her once for me. Isn't this how Moms for Liberty got into the jam they're in? Like, what are you talking about? No. Kiss kiss my lady from you? Hey, that's from Burl. No, that's not going to happen. Ives, don't I'm press charges. Don't press charges. That was from Burl. Don't, I know I know. I kind of I grabbed you. But that Who's was Ives think he is? Who was that? Kiss her once for me. Hey, Burl, no. How about that? Go sing another song, you weirdo. I'm not kissing my lady from you. What, what well, the hell? it's so funny you mentioned this because I, I was in the same headspace. Gigi's really enjoying uh, uh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard, right? Okay. Paul Simon, right? So we're singing like, and it says, you know, it's like Mama Pajama rolled out of bed, ran to the police station. Papa found out. He began to shout. They started to give an investigation. So the parents are pissed at at me or Julio, and but then he says it was against the law. What the parents saw <laughs> was against the law. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Because I was kind of like, "Hey, man, Mama and Papa pajama sound pretty uptight." Until you told me it was against the law. Mama and thought. Papa uh, pajama adopted Josh Giddy. Then is that what we're? <laughs> it was against the, story? the law. <laughs> you know, I don't like that. Papa found out he began to shout. Well, I would hope he would shout. You're saying um, you're admitting it was against the law. You're not even saying there's a gray area. What they saw was against the law. Wow. I, I didn't realize that I had so many goats this week. I apologize, fellas. Uh, I have uh, two more and then okay. uh, and then spaghetti can go. And I, I went out. It was my wife's birthday. Middle of the day. The bosses let her out and uh, 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 work early. And she said, well, you know what? I have time. You want to go get sushi for lunch? Let's do let's, uh, let's have a nice midweek uh, sushi to celebrate. I said, marvelous. And we went there. We sat down. Nice sushi place. Really good. Been there a bunch of times. Uh, spendy joint and all that. And I look up just after we place our order before the first batch arrives. And there's a guy sitting right up at the sushi bar. 12 feet from me. This is a the guy is sitting there. He's a grown man. You understand. He's got a man purse hanging over him. That's whatever he wants to do with him. So I don't care. But I, I felt obliged to mention that. Anyhow, the damning thing is he's got he's sitting. He's sitting crisscross applesauce. Grown man in a sushi restaurant eating his sushi. And he slid off his slippers, which remain on the floor. His slippers, by the way, not shoes. These are slippers that he has worn out to this restaurant. And is now sitting crisscross applesauce with his bare stinking feet out in the restaurant. Now you understand a restaurant is where they serve food, right? I mean, what, what, what the hell are we doing? 
airplanes aren't enough. Now we're going to do it in restaurants too. I just like the idea that he's like, oh, should I put on shoes with laces? No, no, no. I'm going to go slippers out into public. Then he gets to the restaurant. He's like, still too confining. My, my slippers. I didn't get comfy here. No, 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 no. You know what? You you tweeted that picture. You didn't exit. You tweeted it. And that, that, that feeded it. That did look like a hate crime. This guy's because his feet are not just uh, in, in your airspace, but they're, they're on his bare feet are on a chair. Someone else is going to sit on. Wow. Can I tell you two other things? Um, a couple other damning things. That's right. First of all, restaurants. This has been uh, I've I've listed this as a jerk uh, previously in other uh, jerk lists. In restaurants, here's a weird unsanitary move. At the end of the business evening, what do they do before they mop the floors clean? They take the chairs where many many bums have sat for the last several hours, and they promptly put them. Directly on top of your eating space, the table. What are you putting that bum chair on the plot on the spot where my food's gonna sit tomorrow? What kind of what 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 sense of cleanliness is that? I'm That's guessing, disgusting. You know, I'm guessing a, a an elitist like you, Sheck, a, a, a left wing elitist like you has never worked in a restaurant. Oh, quiet down. Of True. course, I have. No, I listen. I've slung drinks. I was I was working in a raw bar where I was making drinks. But when they needed an extra hand, I would jump over into the raw bar. I could shuck a dozen oysters and have them plated for you in under a minute. That's how effective I well, was. So you so you know anyone who's worked in a restaurant knows how disgusting it is. Like once you've worked in a restaurant, you realize you're rolling the dice, even the fancy ones. Like you know, the the upscale sushi restaurant, you're like, man, that that A in the window cost them eighty. Yeah, bucks. but don't taunt but me with it. Is the point? Postscript: This same guy gets up and uh, goes into the bathroom and does not come back out for literally twenty minutes. That's how he punctuated his feet fest at the sushi house. Was to go make his, a deposit did he, in the. Did turlet. he slide his slides on to go in the bathroom, or did he just walk in there barefoot? I don't know. He left. He left his entire sushi eating experience in within those four walls. Nothing came out with him, including his shoes. Okay. Now, one more thing. In the midst of all this, I'm belly aching about this, and I'm gonna. I'm thinking about like, should I go to the front door and take Sounds the like sign? A no shoes. Delightful birthday. No shoes. No service sign. Should I take that and drop it? Uh, drop it in his lap. And my wife says to me, like, you got to take it easy. You like, you got to remember, you don't know what other people are going through. And I'm like, I am all for that. I am the greatest empath of the 21st century, obviously. But where do I have to draw the line? Like, what he's going through. What's he going through? He doesn't have he doesn't have socks. What, what what's he going through that would that would lead him to I need to give him a little bit of I, I need to give him some room. It's a, a fair's fair. It, like if he wants to eat barefoot where yeah. I'm eating my food. Okay, I'm moving on. One more thing. Congratulations to Yankees fans. We have one here listening to us right now. If you're born into a Yankees family, I get it. You're gonna root for them. Good for you. This is a cause for celebration. I just I like I can't imagine vibing to the Yankees. If you're like, hey, I'm 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 getting into baseball. Who should Yankees seem fun? Oh, they get they, they get Juan Soto. Great, I'm in. Um, 
what are we rooting for here? The teams that just spend the most? Like this that's what that's what the sport. I, I'm just sad to tell you. And you know I like it, spaghetti, because I like the inequity. I don't like the I don't like the socialism that that uh, the salary cap creates. Basically, it's like man, your numbers eventually going to come up unless you're completely inept in your decision making in a salary cap league. This at least creates some real distinction between what a heavyweight is and what an actual underdog is. And I'm a Pirates fan, so you know I mean it when I say I like it. I just find it hard to imagine rooting for the Yankees when it's like, hey, we spent a lot of money. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't an indictment of your team either, Spaghetti. You know, this applies to the Red Sox, Dodgers, Rangers, and, you know, the usual customers. Well, I just think it's I'll weird. Check, but it's spaghetti, not. I know, I know you're chomping at the bit, but I just, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I just want to say, Sheck's mind is so entropic that it's like the course. <laughs> I don't even know what like, that means. The course of like you're so unorganized mentally that in the course of like one paragraph, so he opens with like who would who would choose to root for this team, then goes, I like the inequity. So it's like if you're choosing a team in an in a sport with inequity. Why wouldn't you choose the team that's going to win because Aaron Judge and Juan Soto are going to walk 200? What are you talking about? Did you when, when you watched Lord of the Rings? Did you cheer for Sauron? I mean, what are you talking about? Well, of course, you th- that's why you would root Nobody for the Nobody wants underdog. to root for the Pirates, Sheck. It's miserable. I'm not asking for anyone to root for the, the Pirates. I'm dealing like, with enough hey, for the Steelers and Penguins. Have- we, you know, baseball should be much like society. It should be stratified with the same winners and losers. You must love India with the caste system. People should be winners and losers, and the Yankees should be winners, but don't root for them. Like, if you can choose, if you're choosing to root for, for Juan Soto and Aaron Judge, you'll have a much better time. Yeah movies and tv shows for goodness sakes and you can do it once you've done it for a quarter century now what do you not understand about that that's what's compelling the underdog story is good we only create we manufacture underdogs in the nfl because it's they're all you know slight variations of each other this is at least an actual like boy oh boy good luck beating that team they spend a hundred times the amount of money you do and have a hundred times the talent you do good luck beating that team and then when you do it's satiating for at least the next quarter set but you like dynasties and you like that right. the, the teams that spend all the money win the trophies i like it seems insane to me i didn't but. say i like the teams that spend all the money that's the difference i think true greatness is when you win and you're playing in the exact same salary cap that everybody else of course else is of course in. now we're in the same garage okay let's let's let spaghetti defend the evil empire I Sheck set me up like it was like an all-star game alley-oop off the backboard. I don't, I'm going to dunk it home because it's exactly the point I wanted to hit on. Look, we saw for a year Yankees last World Series win 2009. Since then, what we've seen them and they've they've signed players, obviously, that, you know, they got your Garrett Cole. But they say, let's try to bring up guys through the system. Aaron Judge worked out. He was a homegrown guy. That's awesome. Guys have come and gone. Gary Sanchez, whatever. And the, they'll add pieces here and there. But we have to watch our spending and we'll beat the Minnesota Twins and we'll beat Cleveland. But then we're losing to the Red Sox. We're losing to the Houston Astros. We're losing to the Rays. We're even losing to Baltimore Orioles this season. 
season and the pressure is like mounting and we have to hear stupid Aaron Boone in the press conference because he's not even running the show. It's a it's a group of guys from Yale that they don't want to admit. Brian Cashman making insane comments. I felt like every week um, and dealing with Steinbrenner's kids and like then him putting himself in a stupid uh, uh, blanket outside. And I just wanted to go there and beat the crap out of him. And, and you're seeing these teams like the Mets breaking the limit uh, of the, the payroll. The Red Sox are doing the Dodgers are doing the Padres are doing it. And um, it's just like, why aren't the Yankees doing it? Why aren't the Yankees uh, back to being where they were? Why aren't they the evil empire? Why aren't they competing? And I didn't like this new iteration of the Yankees where like they were pretending to be something that they're not. And when you go and get first Verdugo, which is a fine move, and then you bring in, you know, 25 year old Juan Soto on track for the Hall of Fame, uh, a lefty bat in a Yankee Stadium with the short porch in right field, giving Aaron Judge some little, you know, space in the lineup to breathe. It's like now you're starting to understand it. Now you're finally correcting your mistakes. And like, I'll be honest, I don't care about, <laughs> I don't care about like, Oh, like people like Sheck, you know, and again, I feel, I do feel for you because I want you to be able to root for your baseball team. It stinks that you have the owners you do, but I don't care. I don't want to pretend that we're some mid-level franchise that like we'll watch when we're spending here that we don't want to break the Cohen tax. I'm glad they're doing this. I'm glad that they're flying out to Japan to meeting with uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto with Hideki Matsui to get another 25-year-old pitcher in here. I want that. I want to get as many guys I hope they wear their shoes on the flight. I, I want to bring in Shohei Otani if possible. I, 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 I want to get as many guys to win. I want to spend the most money and I want to win World Series. I want people to stop doubting the Yankees. I want the 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 sports pages in New York, the Post and the Times and Daily News to stop being like, oh, whoa, you know, Yankees in last place. They were under 500 for the first time in like three decades. Like, what are we doing? We had a, we had to wait until this breaking point for the Yankees to fix themselves, to right the ship. So while they are my good goat, obviously, because it's a step in the right direction, it's <laughs> still a thing where I'm like, I'm just done pretending to be like, oh, we're, we're fine being fourth place and we're fine spending less than about seven to eight different teams. No, I want to spend the most amount of money. I want to get the best players and I want to win. I want other teams to hate us. I like being the evil empire. I like expecting World Series. I don't like expecting to maybe make the playoffs and lose to the, the Red Sox, to the Astros, to the Rays. I want to win. I want to dominate. And again, this is a step in the right direction. So easy, good go. Well, I, I like it. Hey. That, what do you say that, here? Well, first of all, it feels weird that I, who hate the Yankees, obviously, as any any good citizen would, that I have to explain. Your plucky bunch from Boston. I have to good explain luck. to, I earned it. I suffered. Uh, that uh, I have to explain to Eddie, um, 82 and 80 is above 500. I know <laughs> in the Yankee land, you're like, we finished below 500. You're like, well, 82 is more than 80. But I know in Yankee land, that would be the greatest season in Pirates history, 82 and 80. <laughs> but in Yankee Land, we went under 500. Anyway. I have, I, too, you know what? I respect it. You know what? I let, let me say, I respect the candor. I think it's gross. I like, I, I mean, you know, you're born in, you're a Staten Island son. Your family loves the pinstripes. Okay. I give you a pass. I just think it's super weird. Like, what are we doing? I I I don't even know who it's I'm. It's gross to be the like it's some, gross to be the Yankees and have the payroll and have the bank and have the brand and then to not spend the money and to not make the moves, which is what they did year in year out. They let Bryce Harper go to the Phillies because they didn't want to spend. They didn't want to move him to first base. You're right. Screw that. Get the best players in there. You're right. You're, you know what? I just said it. You know, college football fixed something. It's unsatisfying, but it's like what's going to be more entertaining 
to not put Florida State with their backup quarterback in. So we fixed that. That's right. I, I kind of get what you're saying. And I've said there are certain brands in sports that it's better when they're good. It's funny that Spaghetti Roots for all those teams or a lot of them, at least in Notre Dame and the Yankees. But I do like it, even if I hate those teams personally, it's better when they're good. It was gross to me when the Dallas Cowboys head coach was Dave Campo. Dave Campo? This is you're the Dallas Cowboys. You can't find anybody better than Dave Campo. Yuck. So from that Dave Campo, Dave Campo's like, you know what? I'm I've been hearing really good things about this minus three podcast. I'm gonna give it a listen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's no way that at the one hour mark, they're just gonna take a gratuitous shot at me. Wait, man. we've got an hour. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. And now a quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply best bets and then you go about your lives all right fun bet uh and i know it's it's when they when people stop talking about the penguins power play they turn Mm. to you're crazy if you think people are talking about that yeah they turn to the The news story they turn to the nba in-season tournament people are mesmerized oh my god they're but here's the bet Pacers plus 420 to win the in-season tournament. The Pacers are like Loyola Marymount back in the Bo Kimball, Hank Gathers day. Like they are shooting within seven seconds. They're so fun. And it's weird, you know, like in in the playoffs, everything grinds down. But the in-season tournament isn't really being played like a playoff tournament, even though it is a playoff tournament. So I think the Pacers have this weird advantage. Ironically, they're called the Pacers. Their pace of play is so unusual that mm. that I think at that number, that's the biggest number of the four remaining teams, that I, and I like them uh, at that number. And then, you know, I, I gave it out uh, on the 15-minute pod, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stick with my my courage here rams money line plus 280 to upset the ravens this weekend the ravens had the their greatest week of the season on their bye week everything that happened to every other team you know i mean the chiefs were awful trevor lawrence got hurt Pickett got hurt so i feel like even though usually teams are on a high coming off the bye week the Ravens need something bad to happen to them. And I think this sneaky Rams team is just that bad thing. I love it. You know what? I came real close. I gave you a spoiler alert. I'll share my pick as well. I gave the Ravens by a single digit against the visiting Rams. 
Um, that's a, a best bet for you. A nice little prop. The Rams go into the playoffs at plus 145 after Baltimore. They have three cupcakes on their schedule. They should win all those. They'll be favored to win them all. And then they catch the Niners in week 18. The Niners may not be playing for anything. And even if they are, you know, look at the look at the results there. I know Shanny and uh, McVeigh, there's some ownership going on there, but it may be moot anyway. Um, the Niners may be putting their feet up the way things are tracking here. That leads me to the MVP chase. And now everybody has anointed Brock Purdy at three to one as your MVP. Here's the problem. And I do think this is going to be a factor as we get closer and closer to the finish line here. CMC has to get some votes. I, I mean, you know, logic dictates that some Niners wonks and national viewers from afar will vote for CMC It's the straw that stirs that Niners drink over Purdy. So that will steal votes from him. I don't think that Jalen Hurts is going to get it after getting doubled up there. Uh, he he has a chance, obviously, if they take care of business down in Dallas. And Dak has a chance if they beat the Eagles. But the, the Cowboys still catch the Dolphins. And there's, like I said uh, a half hour ago, there's still a lot of hash to be settled. Long story, well, it's not short anymore, is Lamar Jackson has the clearest path here. Jalen Hurts is saddled with other high-end pieces there, Dak too. I, it's nice and clean where the Baltimore Ravens are concerned. There's a nice narrative there. If they can, you know, we just talked about the, the Rams maybe beating them this week, but if chalk holds here the ravens are going to be your number one seed i think it's going to reveal itself in this last month like what are we talking about here that's the guy number eight is your best bet six to one make the bet now before those numbers change and uh the odds get shorter lamar jackson mvp quick, six to one real quick i love it which takes longer for Shaq to get to his point or for the penguins to get the puck into the zone on the power <laughs> Remember, everybody, there Good are a Lord. lot of choices this holiday season. Went through Santa Claus is, is definitely one of them. Shaq went through every player on every roster. I did, I, I did not do bum. He got to Lamar Jackson. I did, I did no such thing. Spaghetti, I've got other things to do. Was. But I've got things to do. Please uh, get your bets uh, so I can leave. A quick one sentence pushback. I, I I don't disagree with your logic, but I just feel like this award this year is lame. Like giving to a quarterback on a good team. It's like, why Tyree kill make break 2000 yards receiving like CJ Schrammer bring a, a bad Texans team to the playoffs. And then I agree with you on CMC as well. He's what serves a drink. It's not Brock Purdy. Um, sure. I, I wouldn't bet any of those guys because they're not going to win. But the award to me just lost any use of it. It's going to go Brady was right. The league is mediocre this year. We um, can try and talk our way uh, around that. My, That's my, the reality. You say, like, you go, I don't disagree with your logic. Like, wait, you heard logic in there? You're like a dog with a dog whistle. Like, you hear logic when Sheck <laughs> yeah. talks? Don't be so entropic, Hench. Let's go. I can see the Jackson bet. Uh, just, I know Hench got to get out of here. Uh, again, I'm. Uh, it stinks. No college football to really bet on. Army, Navy, I don't have a, a lean for that one either way. Um, San Jose Sharks, minus 54 goal differential. Chicago Blackhawks, minus 30 goal differential. I know they picked up a couple wins here and there. They are bad teams. Uh, this week in Chicago has St. Louis and uh, Washington. They should get the job done. I believe on uh, Sunday, uh, San Jose has Vegas. So lay the goal and a half or even two and a half goals with Vegas. Keep fading these teams all season long. And if you want uh, money line teams against these two bad teams, Chicago and San Jose will stink all season long. 
Can I throw one in? I think uh, the Penguins' power play over half a goal over the last 55 games of the NHL season. I'd like to throw that one in there. <laughs> and with that, that's that. Go uh, watch the 15-minute pregame show Friday, 4 p.m. on Twitter or on YouTube. Extra Points channel is where you track that one down. Good stuff from you, Kevin Hench. Best wishes with the page making. And good luck to your Patriots as we record Patriots Steelers total on that one what's it down to now like eight and a half spaghetti i don't know um just win i don't care Steelers. just win three to two two to nothing i don't i i really don't give beggars can't be choosers um all right we appreciate you following all the great stuff on the extra points network and it is indeed i'm not just saying it really great stuff a great extra points with uh, our guest martin weiss sarah tiana and i this week eddie spaghetti waiver wired he and jen piacenti wrapping up your fantasy football season um great episode with mark Cabali. all the good stuff like i say here on the extra points network we appreciate you checking it out follow us on youtube and social media at large for eddie spaghetti kevin hench everybody at extra points thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven <laughs> <laughs>